0: Sucks, this list
1: sucks, this list
0: really sucks. Come next year, you need not fear this list will still be here. Hey, this list sucks, this list sucks, this list really sucks. Come next year, one thing's clear is this list still will suck. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, welcome back.
1: Merry- Christmas.
0: Welcome back oh. to this list, sucks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm Mike.
0: I'm JB, and this is our second Christmas episode,
1: dude. I totally forgot how good that fucking jingle is. For that was the fun. Christmas bonus shows, so good. I
0: love it. We're only gonna use it once, maybe twice a year if we do two Christmas shows. But uh,
1: yeah, um, or we'll just have to do Christmas in July at some point in time. Exactly. The problem <laughs> with doing that, though, is. You know, this is the second one that we've done. And fortunately, we found a slightly, I mean, definitely a more colorful list than what we did last year. Because last year, and we were just debating this, but we're both fairly certain that we did like a Rolling Stone list of the best Christmas songs or something like that last year. Yeah, 25
0: best Christmas songs.
1: Yeah. So this year we found a slightly more, I don't know, unorthodox list of Christmas songs. And so it's definitely, it's definitely fun. You know, it's definitely fun, but I had fun. um, yeah, but before we jump in, I do want to say that um, I, I it's new music to me that I discovered this week, and I definitely want to talk to you about it because I don't – have you listened to the new Billy Strings yet? No, um,
0: and I honestly have barely listened to any Billy Strings, just a little tiny bit, like whatever his top couple songs were on Spotify. He's never really grabbed me the way he seems to have grabbed – like everybody like everybody's obsessed with billy strings but i honestly i think it's because it i mean i say the same thing to people that like say they don't they haven't gotten into fish is like you know listen to the live stuff or go to a show and i haven't done that at all either either one of those things and that's what everybody says about billy strings too i mean he's definitely a fantastic guitar player he has a good voice yeah did did you like his new album
1: I really enjoy his voice and yeah, yeah, that new album that, and I'm like two months late to the dance on this because apparently like his new album renewal came out in, I think it was, it was either late September, October. I just looked at the release date earlier um, just to see when it came out, but damn, I mean the next time, next time I go into the record shop because, because I see the record all over the place and that's kind of what prompted me to just finally kind of dive in and listen to it. But um, yeah, it's really good. I mean, it's bluegrass, you know, so if you hate bluegrass, like don't listen to it because you ain't going to fucking like it if you don't like bluegrass, but, but otherwise really good. And I wish that I was more limber because if I was more limber, I would literally kick myself in my own ass because he just played a show in Austin on Friday. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, you know, I was talking with, um, I was talking with my son, Mikey, because he's down here. And so I was, you know, I was telling him, I'm like, Hey man, you know, we can, dump a bunch of food down for the cat, make sure she's got lots of water and fucking take off. You know, we can go see Billy strings. And I mean, we still like, we ended up staying in and we had a good time. Like we bought like five different bottles of whiskey to go with the five bottles of whiskey that we already had laying around here. And we just sat around and drank whiskey on Friday night. But man, now you have enough. Um, I mean, we, I mean, we were a little bit short by the end of the night, but it was fine. (laughs) It was fine. Um, no, but, um, but man, now that I've listened to it, I'm really, I'm fucking bummed. I'm really bummed that I didn't go into Austin and fucking check out that show. Cause tickets were reasonable. Well, I think Super you'll get reasonable.
0: another chance because he's kind of touring like a mad dog right now. He's kind of yeah. a phenomenon right now. Like people are, people are really, really into him.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, when we, uh, when I I just saw pigeons playing ping pong at Woolies. and I think like two or three nights before that he was playing up in <clears> the <throat> Twin Cities somewhere, maybe First Ave or yep. somewhere up there. He played in and Madison fuck, as well. Is it full well, fucking half the crowd was wearing fucking Billy String shit? Yeah, you know what I mean. And and again, like no judgment. I just didn't ever take. I just didn't ever take the time. But now that I have, yeah, I, yeah, I can definitely see the draw, and I'm sure that live it's even better.
0: And he does like, he does these two and three night runs, just like a lot of the bands that we go and see. And he apparently gets pretty, it's not like strict bluegrass by any means during his live shows. Like he gets pretty psychedelic with it. And he like, really, it's like, what well, you know what you call jam grass. So jam grass. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. So,
1: well, I'm fucking in, I'm yeah. in, like, I'm going to, at some point in time, I'll, um, I'll see him you know and hopefully it'll be hopefully it'll live up to my lofty expectations because i definitely have lofty expectations at this point
0: well i'll go with you and i'm hoping that it kind of sucks me in and you know no fault of his like i said i have barely put any any effort in whatsoever but
1: yeah um
0: but obviously hit the record there. store
1: yeah hit the record store anything new for you like new music new records anything
0: um no new records really I haven't, like I said, I haven't been to the record store in quite a little while. You bastard! I'm, I've been on a kick of not going, which is stupid. Um, <laughs> no, I've just so, been buying so, a bunch of guitar gear, <laughs> so I don't have any because, money left over.
1: Yeah, no, I get it, I get it, but but you need that shit, right? You need that shit because <laughs> you're working, you're working a lot again. But um, <laughs> so, Mikey and I fucked up by drinking whiskey and i um, watching tv on friday night but we did go into austin on saturday day late fucking dollar short for billy strings um but we went to waterloo records which is um you know probably my favorite record store especially in austin they got great new great used selection i mean it's fucking huge you know not maybe not amoeba records in berkeley huge <clears> but, <throat> but big you know big and good size and i'm man i found some real gems i found um Found Elliot Smith nice. on the list, and that was one that we had talked about quite a bit. Um
0: Wait, was that a snub? Uh, that was one. Of, that was one of the
1: snubs, wasn't it? No, that was on the list. That one made it. Are you sure? I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. For some reason, <laughs> I, I think it was one of the snubs. I could be
1: wrong. I mean, it could be one someone of the someone fact check us. Um, but I. Th- Okay. Okay. If you're going to fact check it, fact check it. Um, also, and I think I may have picked up my second copy of this. Um, but you know, and, um, Neil Young and crazy horse, um, the first record, everyone, everyone knows this is nowhere. Um, picked that one up on vinyl and that, and that one was vintage. I picked up, um, fuck, man, I wound up with 10 records and I'm trying to remember what all else what all else i scored i found uh i found rage against the machine um evil empire which uh, i'm excited about that oh i found madonna's self-titled um debut on record which i'm super excited about because <clears> <throat> i love borderline and holiday and lucky star like all that old madonna is just it's just candy to me
0: is that one of the ones that we're expecting to appear on the big list um because we're expecting at least one more Madonna, if I'm not
1: mistaken. I mean, I would expect like a Virgin. I don't think we're gonna get her debut, though. Gotcha. Her debut would her debut would surprise me. Like a Virgin will surprise me if it's not on there. And I know that we're expecting it, but something I want to say that at some point in time, um, I want to say at some point in time we got a spoiler from, maybe it was from Heather, from my sister or something like that. That um, that we're at a Madonna. Oh, well,
0: that would Maybe. surprise me, too, if Like Virgin wasn't on there. But um, yeah. just quick side note, Elliot Smith was indeed a snub. So that was...
1: Oh, motherfucker. Are you <clears> kidding <throat> me? Really?
0: Yeah, it was... Uh, we did the self-titled record as a snub, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that he's fully he's fully snubbed category.
1: Well, he definitely has to be fully snubbed. So that must have come to us from Lee Stamper. Lee yeah. Stamper must have told us to do that as... Is one of our snub episodes, and I think it was but, on
0: that Reddit list that we had found initially of the snubs.
1: Oh yeah, I think you're right. Well, either way, listen, I'm super happy that I found it on vinyl because because when yeah. I saw it, I was like, "Fuck, hot damn!" You know, I remember instantly. digging that record a lot. So yeah, exactly. And then um, hell, I don't even remember. I don't even remember what else I got, but I remember I, by the time that I got over to the used bin, like the new arrived used, I was just like, ah, Jesus, I got to get this. I got to <laughs> get this. I got to get this one and this
0: one and this one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I wound up working out of there with 10 records, but I only spent $200, which feels like a bargain. That does feel like records.
0: a bargain, especially considering you got some new ones. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And a handful of the new ones were like, they were like 30 bucks. Oh, King Giz. I got an official bootleg of King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard from 2019.
0: Like a live show?
1: Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fucking rat, dude. That That's is really awesome. good. It was um it was on the tour that they did after Infest the Rat's Nest. And so a lot of it is like that ode to Thrash that they were doing on Infest the Rat's Nest. I love
0: but- that Infest the Rat's Nest record. And like those are two of the records that I tell people to listen to whenever they get into where they're, they're first curious about King Gizzard is, uh, fishing for fishies and then infest yes. the rat's nest. Cause those were back to back and those could not be any more wildly different. Like what a crazy juxtaposition that is releasing that, you know, basically like jam band, psychedelic rock, fishing for fishies and then straight up Megadeth death with yeah, like, <laughs> infest like, the like rat's slayer. Nest. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, it's like ode to like slayer and early Megadeth and everything. And so, all right, I'll bring this record home. So that way you can borrow and listen to it because I would love that you, you get this juxtaposition at this show because they go from like um, like Plan B off of Infest the Rat's Nest right into Plastic Boogie from Fishing for Fishies. Oh, and I love it's, that. It's fucking wild, man. It's really, really wild. That Planet but, B um, song is so yeah.
0: good. This is no
1: Planet B.
0: Yeah, That's I love right. that shit.
1: <laughs> it's a gem, though. Like yeah. super, super gem. So, well, I'm excited to hear yeah. it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Good,
1: yeah. Day at, good day at the record store, though, and um, and yeah. Now, now I gotta I gotta go out and find. Well, not find. It's not difficult to find, but I'm definitely going to out and pick up renewal from Billy Strings. Nice, worth good. it. And I highly recommend that you give it a spin. You know, the next time that you're tootling around, because you'll dig it. Cool. You'll dig it a lot.
0: I am a couple you know. weeks behind, but I did uh, in terms of new music. I did listen to the new Adele. What did you think about that? I loved it. And I mean, yeah. honestly, that's like probably the most dedicated listen I've ever done to any of the Adele records. And it was great. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, maybe I'll go back and well, I know we listened to because we, we did the one when we compared it to Back to Black. Uh,
1: was it? God damn it. Now, like, I can't even remember what we did. Well, who did we? Oh, Annie DeFranco is who we did against um, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. And then we did then Adele we did versus another.
0: Amy Winehouse, yeah. didn't we?
1: yes we did and i think we used i think we listened to 21 yes because we did the record with rolling in the deep and somebody like you and yeah so yeah yeah you should you should absolutely go back and and dig a little bit deeper into that record that's a fucking phenomenal record man
0: yeah and the new one's great too 30 fantastic
1: i agree the and i and i'm trying to remember the name of it um the third track on there, the one where she cuts in like that audio of her talking with her son.
0: Yeah, that was, that was really well done. Sometimes that kind of shit can be cringy, but it was not.
1: Man, that was like, that's like heartstring shit to me. You know what I mean? Like the things that she's saying is just like, it's so beautiful. (laughs) And like when you juxtapose it with what she's singing about, it's man, it's a, it's a gem. It's that a song is My Little song. Love. Yeah. Man, it, yeah, that was a nice song. It's, it's unbelievable. And, and you said it exactly right, you know, because if you try to do too much of that kind of mixing, just kind of raw audio with highly polished music, yeah, sometimes it can just come off like really cheesy and fucked up. But man, it does not. At least it didn't for me.
0: Yeah, no, it didn't for me either at all. So yeah, I'm right there with you, man.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well should we let if nobody out there if if nobody out there has dug into that, yeah, you really need to because that new Adele record is it's special. It's very good.
0: Yep, I agree. Should we let the folks know what we're doing for Christmas this year?
1: I think we should. We got a present for you.
0: We do. We have a we have a (laughs) nice gift. Um, well maybe. Maybe the present (laughs) is us telling you not to listen to these songs.
1: So um, so this year in preparation for the Christmas list, I um, I found a list and this is a new list. It was published on October 29th of this year by Esquire magazine. And so this year what we're going to talk about are, according to Esquire magazine, the 20 shittiest Christmas songs (laughs) ever recorded. And the the byline on that, I mean, the byline is by Luke O'Neill, but um, but the subtext underneath that title is a holiday countdown of hot garbage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Red stinking hot
1: garbage. That's exactly right. And I don't think he's wrong. Um, interestingly enough, though, um, as I was reading through kind of the rest of this description leading up to here. It's fascinating because the very last thing he says before he jumps into the list is he says, Editor's note, in a testament to the incredibly polarizing nature of Christmas music as a genre, some of the songs below also appear on our list of the best Christmas songs of all time. And so as we're going through the list, like I put little I put little stars next to those. And so I'll I'll point those out as well because I mean you listen.
0: know the ones. Okay. I was gonna say we should guess which ones, but if you know well, I'll just guess, I know, and you can tell me you if can I'm right. Guess. Yeah,
1: exactly. that's exactly right. So if we get to one that you think, and I can't remember, did I tell you how many appear on both lists? You did not tell me. Do you want to know, or do you just want to guess your way through this? I just want
0: to guess my way through it.
1: Well, I kind of want to tell you. That way you're not just, well, no, fuck it. You can guess your way through. And then at the end, I'll I'll give you the. I'll can you, you just two. tell
0: me, is it less than five?
1: It is less than five. Okay, good. Now I'm just gonna say it's four. Listen, four of these songs appear on both of their lists.
0: I already know what they are. Do you? Yeah.
1: All right. Well, then star the ones that you know appear on both of these lists, and and I think that you're gonna get three out of four. Personally, well, there's three that are extremely obvious. Yeah, but if you get the fourth one, I'll be pretty fucking impressed if you can get the fourth one
0: well i have a feeling i might know what it is even though i don't want it to be it but we'll see wow
1: all right okay maybe
0: based on your reaction i was feeling the waters
1: there (laughs) (laughs) you fucking cheater (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's start this off and luckily um luckily esquire was nice enough to do the same thing that rolling stone does for us and that's that they gave us um They gave us quirky little descriptions of all these. So um, JB, we can just, we'll just swap this back and forth. So I'll start off at number 20. Um, The first entry on this list of terrible fucking music is Pentatonix. um, The song title, that's Christmas to me. Esquire says, it takes a lot of work to sing harmonies this tight, but when the results sound like the frolicking band of cyborg carolers going door to door in the uncanny valley, it sort of defeats the purpose. This song by Pentatonix, an acapella group made up of gap mannequins that come to life when the <laughs> mall closes at night, has almost 18 million views on YouTube, which, judging by their lofty standards, is a disastrous failure. But considering it's the only original tune on their second album full of Christmas songs, it gets the nod here. JB, what'd you think about the old That's Christmas to Me?
0: I guess they should have not recorded any original tunes for their Christmas album. Um <laughs> I think this is too low on the list. This is fucking terrible. I mean, <laughs> there's really nothing, no redeeming quality to any section of this entire song, um, in my opinion. And yeah, I mean, before I read this, I kind of wrote down the same, the robotic comment. Like, it's, it sounds, the harmonies are undoubtedly good. I mean, they're good singers, you know? But it's so yeah. tight that it comes across robotic, and it sounds like... There's, it sounds like auto tune, even though I'm pretty sure it's probably definitely not,
1: you know, <laughs> what did you think about the dude that sings bass? The guy that
0: took the verse, like maybe two thirds of the way in. Yeah. Um. I don't understand why he was singing, why he was singing a solo. Like there was really nothing special about, about that entire section. I mean, he was fine. I didn't hate him.
1: Well- well, the crazy part was throughout the rest of the song to me, like his voice is so ridiculously low that yeah. like the comment that I made is it sounded, he sounded like a MIDI backing track. Yeah. That's what he sounded like. Yeah, exactly. You know
0: I mean? it, it almost sounded like there was some kind of synthesizer <laughs> patch going on, but it wasn't. It's all <laughs> vocals because it's an acapella group.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah. And his voice is just so remarkably low that it just, it sounded like a bass synth. Yeah, it sounded like, and that's really what I thought was happening because I was like, wait a minute, like that can't really be somebody's voice. But then he busts out that solo where he's all like, yeah, (laughs) and I was like, fuck, all right, I guess that is that dude's voice. Oh well.
0: (laughs) And just the song, I mean, I did really didn't even just like the song, the 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 main hook on it, not a fan of it. And I mean, it's just kind of a cheesy, shitty pop song. It's not even really Christmassy melodies. Like there's a certain it's it's hard to put into words, but you can kind of hear when a song, when the main melody of a song is like Christmassy, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I completely, completely agree. And at the end of the day, I mean, I would also like to say that this is too low on the list, but I'm going to be super real with you. Um, I don't, I don't know. Cause the rest of this really fucking sucks. <laughs> like, it's really not good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I i agree oh i agree with you um just out of curiosity were any of these do you have like stars like our traditional starring system on any of these at all
1: what no no i, I have a star Did next you? to one yeah
0: yeah I have, I have a star next to the next one <laughs>
1: no you don't this i kind of oh, <laughs> liked it i kind of liked it a little bit okay well then uh, let's we dive talk. into it listen yeah read the description first because I, I can't wait for this fucking lead-in for you
0: <laughs> yeah yep um okay i'm gonna read it john denver This is number 19, by the way. John Denver, please, Daddy, don't get drunk on Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing says holiday cheer like a child pleading with his emotionally abusive alcoholic father not to get shit-faced and pass out under the tree again. While that's certainly fertile and appropriate territory for a country song the rest of the year, the contrast between the subject matter and the jaunty holiday arrangement here is enough to drive you to the bottle. And yeah, I mean, I made some comments about, like, um, Silly lyrics, but also pretty sad And it's fun if you don't think about the reality of it <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean I don't know I mean, it's not fun Like it's literally It's literally insane <laughs> But it's silly. It's silly <laughs>
0: It's a little tiny bit silly <clears throat> I will but,
1: say this Um there's great pedal steel on there. Like, I loved the pedal steel playing on that song. There you is because it's Sean Denver,
0: and I find my I found myself singing along to the chorus. Please, Daddy, don't get drunk on Christmas. I mean, by like the second half of the, my first listen,
1: <laughs> you know. Son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> and there was a nice mandolin. I mean, it's the only one on this list that I, well, I mean, not that I hated every other song on the list that, that like endlessly, but. I did put a star on this one <laughs> wow, and a, a, a good star. Some of them I put negative stars
1: on. This is a positive star. That's, I mean, listen, I applaud you for finding, um, I would call this deep value, right? Like you found deep fucking value on the list of shitty, on the list of shitty Christmas songs. Deep That's fucking amazing. value. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Deep fucking value. <laughs> Pretty well deep on the dude. list. Yeah. Um, I didn't. Didn't like it. Um, I mean, again, like there were, there were some nice parts to the song, but at the end of the day, I totally agree with everything that Esquire said, like it's a Christmas song only because it has the word Christmas. in the, It's the same way that this is a Christmas song. Like Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah. And I absolutely believe that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Trading Places, Christmas movie that's what type of christmas song this is only it's just fucking horrifyingly depressing yeah <laughs> or i mean it's definitely
0: depressing. not not depressing
1: <laughs> all right okay
0: next yep let's do it you go for it 18.
1: now now just to be clear neither of these two songs you believe appear on the other list correct i don't think so okay all right right. We'll just whenever we get to one you just let me know.
0: I will okay. let you know. I would be shocked if this song was on the other list.
1: All right. Well, number 18 is <laughs> it's Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi performing Backdoor Santa. And yes, it's what you think it is. Um... Esquire says like Springsteen, Santa Claus is coming to town. This is another in the long line of lunch, pail rockers putting on the hard hat and punching the clock at the Christmas rock factory tradition, (laughs) a cover of Clarence Carter's 1968 recording. It also fits squarely into the horny for Christmas canon. Aside from the truly dreadful riff, that sounds like someone spilled eggnog on the trans Siberian orchestra keyboard. It has very little to do thematically or lyrically with Christmas.
0: Um, and quick side note, does it have to be the same version? Like like could this song be on the list but a different version, like a different artist doing it? You're Absolutely saying not. the same, okay, the same artist. It's
1: same artist, same song. Okay, there's here. no
0: way this one's on that list.
1: Fair? It okay. is not.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean that that's description pretty much summed it up. This is this is super cheese ball. Uh, honestly, I will say admittedly I kind of like the horns you know (laughs) yes okay
1: i made the exact same note right but this is like this is full-on just 80s 80s shitty glam rock yeah like as soon as the guitar comes on you're just like fuck and then the (laughs) lyrics make it even worse
0: yep (laughs) like i gotta endure three minutes of this shit (laughs)
1: yeah and it's funny because before i started listening to the song i literally thought to myself did john bon jovi really write a song about somebody like doing anal with santa like is that what this is like is this like a santa sodomy song um spoiler alert it's not it's just about a house that doesn't have a fucking chimney so santa claus has to come through the back door yeah but terrible connotations all around and I mean, I guess I'm just a fucking disgusting pervert for thinking that, but yeah. that's exactly <laughs> what I thought about. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what I thought. aren't there some references to like Santa, Santa like Christmas sneaking in the songs. back door while the men are out of the house and stuff like that?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I mean, there there are some like some nearly overt sexual references going on, although not straight up anal sex references, <laughs>
1: <laughs> other
0: than the title.
1: Which is other one. than that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> other than the title which is a blatant reference to anal sex but um at any rate yeah this is I mean this is really terrible and the, the the rendition that Esquire put up on there was it was a live version of this song which I was a little bit surprised by um but you know like you said if there's any redeeming qualities I did like the horns too like I'm a sucker for horns you know yeah and so When they blared up, I was like, "All right, that's cool. That's a nice little touch." But exactly, fuck that chorus. That chorus is just fucking terrible. It's bad.
0: (laughs) And I mean, overall, it's just a shitty twelve-bar blues, too.
1: Yes, you know, yeah. Only it's Richie Sambora with Richie Sambora's like extremely signature distorted guitar tone that was rampant throughout like the first three Bon Jovi records
0: with way too much digital delay
1: yes Yep. like a ton too much uh the synthesizer is in the house it's i mean it's all there you know so if you like everything terrible, you want yeah if you want terrible 80s glam rock christmas song fucking no dial fear. it up yeah backdoor santa is your backdoor man <clears so. throat> that's right <laughs> okay moving on Yes, because I can't wait to go into this one. Oh, geez.
0: So number seventeen on the list is Christina Aguilera's version of "Oh Holy Night." <laughs> oh, holy god! <laughs> um, this this is so so fucking terrible. Like, I think I texted you about this one actually. Like, th- this was when I was listening to this. I almost had a hard time. The way it starts off right away, she is just doing an inordinate amount of this terrible vocal riffing, that almost like I thought it felt like a like a like a Saturday Night Live sketch or something like that, you know, like making fun of that activity because it was just utterly tasteless right it's off the every bat.
1: Wor- it's every word. Yeah, and every, every single word. Every fucking word. She is literally putting on the most. The most obnoxious vocal affectations that you can possibly imagine. Yeah. It's fucking bad, dude. And then just when
0: you think it can't get any worse, there's a cheesy bridge where she recites like the Lord's (laughs) Prayer. (laughs) Yeah. And then at the end, it like totally changes feels to the cringiest like gospel outro I've ever heard. I mean, what the fuck was anybody involved with this thinking?
1: I have no clue, but okay. Just like we gave a shout out to the horns on backdoor man, Santa Claus. The Wurlitzer on this is fucking priceless. Like I'm a huge fan of a Wurlitzer and, and there is like, there is some choice Wurlitzer in this song, but outside of that, I mean, I dig Wurlitzer too,
0: but it was too, everything else was distracting (laughs) way far too distracting.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um I do wanna read like I do I do wanna read the description because it pretty much nails it. Oh, I forgot to read that. Sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead and read it because it pretty much it pretty much does everything that we just said, but he does it with it's great language. So yeah. read that. Okay. You know that one
0: house on the block covered every inch from foundation to chimney and garish glowing lights with animatronic Santas and reindeers running up the roof in a nativity scene to boot? This is less subtle than that. (laughs) Yep.
1: I mean, he fucking nailed it. He absolutely nailed it because, again, it's, it's almost undescribable. If you haven't heard it. And from that standpoint, I'm not telling you to listen to the whole thing or listen to like the, well, no, listen to the very first part of it. If you get to the Lord's prayer, you've gone too far and just listen to like the first 20 words that she sings. And then imagine every other word in this song, the exact same way.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I will never listen to this again. If I have my, (laughs) if I have a say in it.
1: Yes, I, I will not either. I will not either. Okay. Um, Number 16. um, And this could absolutely go the exact same way. Maroon 5 does their cover of John Lennon's Happy Christmas, War is Over. Uh, Esquire says, despite what other lesser worst Christmas songs ever listicles might tell you, the John Lennon original is unassailable. But as this may come as a shock to many of you, Adam Levine and company managed to derail Lennon's composition here with a plotting arrangement and a falsetto warble that drains the song of any remnants of soul or poignancy. Yeah, this is not good. Yeah, it's not good at all.
0: So I'm going to be honest, I didn't really think this was that bad, you know, and not that I'm like ever going to seek this out by any means, um, but I mean, it's just kind of a fairly, it's a fairly faithful interpretation. Like, I don't feel like they do anything crazy off the walls or try to change anything too much, like definitely too much falsetto, like they, they pointed out from Adam Levine, and just that I don't... It's just like I don't really know that we needed this, you know. But yes. at no part of it was I like, oh god, this is the worst. I mean, did you feel that way throughout it at all?
1: No, but the description that he had of plotting, yeah, yeah, and, and because <laughs> because it had kind of just that rote. I mean, okay. So the way that I the way that I see this is they almost tried to create arrangement that drew no attention to anybody so that Adam Levine could do like his best rendition of what he wants this song to sound like. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? Yes. And in doing that and, and, you know, Esquire said it and I'm just going to echo it. It, it sucked the life out of it for me, you know? Yeah. It doesn't
0: have the same spirit of the original for sure, but I mean, I'm just glad they didn't try to like, do anything too off the walls or, or or change it too much in any way and also i'm glad that they had a little restraint at the end and they didn't try to do some kind of um long drawn out version of the outro chant they basically just did it once and then they ended it you
1: know <clears throat> yeah I- and if there's props to be given to me, that's the best prop to give, you know, because that's an easy thing to just fucking draw out and string along for 45 seconds when you absolutely don't have to.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, do I like it? No, but I, I it wasn't as bad as I expected. I'll say that.
1: Uh, me too. Like I fully expected that I was going to hear auto tune at some point in time. Just because it was Maroon 5. So the fact that we didn't get autotune was good. But at the same time, you know, I think that Adam um, hung out with Christina a bit too much on the voice. And there was a little <laughs> bit of that shit going on. So, yeah, I hear you. You know, yeah. Cool. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, it's pretty faithful, pretty faithful rendition. And with that being said, um, yeah. Let's talk about this next fucking
0: turn. Oh, geez. Okay. So, the next song is Duck the Halls, which I I think is a Duck Dynasty Christmas special. Is that what that is?
1: Oh yeah. That's the Robertson family from Duck Dynasty. I thought so.
0: Yeah, and the song is Santa looked a lot like Daddy. And then <laughs> I love the uh the description. The description is one sentence and it just says, "We had a good run culturally speaking." <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all that needs said, you know, really, we could just move on right there.
1: (laughs) I mean, in all seriousness, I'm shocked that this is only number 15.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there are way, there are songs on this list that are way better than this song in my
1: opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Way better. You know, now I don't want this to be number one because in my opinion, they came awfully damn close to nailing number 1 they came really really close they didn't nail it in my book but they came really close this thing should easily be top 5 cuz it's literally people that have no business singing um literally just like the cruelest most disgusting money grab of all time cuz they yeah. were you know they were all sitting around like fucking quacking on their duck calls and and they were clearly at some point just being like man we should make a christmas album yeah you know? and i guess I like the Jesus. only
0: redeeming quality to this at all is the fact that they just made it for a certain group of people, which is the the dumbasses that watch Duck Dynasty. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I would love to know how many of these records they sold, but um yeah, I mean it's just it's just terrible. I mean fucking
0: terrible. D- did you check out any of the other tunes from the record?
1: Uh no, I did not. I did not. I just I, I stuck with this one and then and then I called it good. How so about you? you? Did you? You didn't add it to digital? I didn't no. <laughs> no. Although if I find it on vinyl, um, I pick might it pick it up just to own it.
0: Yeah, if I pick it up in the bargain rack, I'll, yeah,
1: the buy um, Felicia.
0: <laughs> no, I, I did not. Uh, yeah, I assume that's where it would be. I, I did not. I did not listen to any other tunes from this. I had a hard time getting through this twice, which I did listen to it twice. Um, there was some okay pedal steel playing on it. Yeah,
1: it. I just. But it was buried. I could not get over any of the voices and especially um, the little kid. The kid's
0: voice was terrible. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Jesus God. And I actually thought at one point, like when the kid first started going, I was like, Oh, okay. Like the kid will be the bright spot. That's why they threw him onto the song. And it the kid was not a bright, wasn't kid. bright spot. Nope. No, no, <laughs> bad. fucking terrible. Awful. All right. Speaking okay. of awful. Um, number 14. Um, the band is new song. And the song is the Christmas shoes. Mm. Uh, Esquire says new song. Isn't just the Christian rock band's name. It's also something they probably want to put on their to do schedule. Yep. <laughs> I love that. This one is another maudlin manipulative cheer about a young boy. Who's watching his mother on her deathbed. He wants to buy his mama a new pair of shoes for her when, for when she quote meets Jesus tonight, end quote. And he just wants her to look her best. Uh, Actually, I think it's getting a little dusty in here. This one, this is the most loving thing I've ever heard. I take it all back. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. Well, this is not a new song original. This is just like their version of this.
1: It, okay, so who originally sang this?
0: I don't know, but this is like a this is an old story, right? I mean, I feel like I remember hearing this in song form when I was growing up, The Christmas Shoes. Really? Yeah. I'm going to look it up because I'm 99% sure Listen,
1: I'm not going to doubt you. I definitely never heard The Christmas Shoes when I was when I was growing up listening to Christmas songs and singing Christmas carols. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, again, they kind of nailed it, right? Like, it's basically, you know, a would-be sad tale trying to, you know, basically just trying to kind of tug at your heartstrings. And, I mean, it is sad. Um, the video is... The video that goes along with this song is quite horrific um just really kind of silly and not well done in my opinion i
0: spared all. myself that that video
1: i didn't spare myself any of these videos you like, watched some mall? of these videos were real gems yeah like real gems